everyone, and welcome to The Propcast. My name is Louisa Dickens, co-founder of LMRE and board director of the UKPA, and I shall be your weekly host. Each week for 30 minutes, we'll be connecting the VCs, prop tech startups, and real estate professionals globally, and assist in bridging that famous communication gap we all love talking about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the PropCast. Today, we're fortunate enough to be joined by the one and only Michael Beckman and Gary Chimwa. Pleasure to be with you, my friend. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, indeed. Today's topic is on collaborations and acquisitions and looking at the future of the event space. Listeners, a bit of background to Michael and Gary. So Michael is the CEO of Cretech and Future PropTech now, the largest global consulting media and conference company devoted to technological innovation in the real estate sector. Cretech's mission is to help the industry embrace, adopt and future-proof their businesses. Cretex intelligence and event platform inspires the next generation of ideas, processes, and people to champion the world's largest asset class. Michael began his entry into commercial real estate tech in 2012 with the launch of the News Funnel, a customized news platform, and subsequently launched a digital marketing agency for the commercial real estate industry, Atypical. Prior to that, Michael spent 25 years in the public relations industry, having built Beckman Public Relations into the largest firm in the industry, specializing in commercial real estate. Now, Gary is a founder and managing director of Future PropTech, which is the world's number one PropTech event. Future PropTech is well-established as the leading and most well-attended event dedicated to technology innovation and digital transformation occurring in the wider real estate sector. But as of 2019, they were acquired by the News Funnel, thereby merging the Cretech to become the world's, well, the largest global platform focused on reimagining real estate, uh, which is an incredible acquisition. And I just want to say welcome to Michael from New York City and obviously Gary from London. Um, how are you both today? Uh, wonder- wonderful, Louisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, really thrilled to join your podcast, which I'm a big fan of. And Gary, yeah, welcome. We're so happy to have you both on the show. It seems honestly like, I, when was it when we were all sort of, we got together, Michael, you flew over, Gary, you hosted obviously a drinks when we were all in the city celebrating the sort of acquisition and with a range of the other prop tech community. It seems, seems like way too long ago. So <laughs> it does. It feels like another lifetime ago, doesn't it? And yeah. I had the pleasure of seeing you in New York uh, yeah. before the pandemic hit uh, as well wonderful to reconnect yeah before we um before we kick start guys i thought we'd have a few warm-up questions so gary i'm gonna start with you i'm gonna i'm gonna fire three questions at you just just go with that okay favorite snack Ooh. Um, <laughs> cat or dog? dog favorite drink i'll say beer yeah, I love that. <laughs> My, Michael, you, I think we all know what your favorite drink is. <laughs> wow, am I, it's really becoming uh, quite apparent that people know I love tequila, isn't it? <laughs> um, well, Michael, what would you say your biggest strength is? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. My biggest strength, I would hope that somebody would say empathy. Yep. Okay, now, the big, your biggest weakness <laughs> Empathy. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. 
Okay, bro. Well, look, Gary and Michael, I think we're ready to start the questions. And I think everyone wants to obviously hear about what's... Michael, you can kickstart this, but how, how did this sure. collaboration between the two of you come about? You know, when did you first meet? What was the whole idea behind it? Well, so, you know, we had been building Cretech for a couple of years. And of course, you know, our, our main, our core mission was to help the real estate industry discover adopt, embrace technology and innovation. And as we were building it in the U.S., uh, we were, of course, paying attention to what other parts of the world were also um, following the same mission. And, you know, the majority of everybody that we would connect with, you know, was very friendly and uh, open book and very transparent. We would compare notes. And I guess because the U.S. was a little bit further out front than other countries, you know, we would just continue to have discussions about what's working with us, what's not working, lessons learned, et cetera. And as I started to just sort of survey the entire global landscape for uh, similar companies, I mean, Gary's was the head of the class by far. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, we reached out, we connected and I, I'd been to a couple of his events and heard great things. And we just had so much in common too. The, the, the themes were the same. The platforms were the same, you know, the core integrity was the same. And so, you know, we just started talking and collaborating. And then, of course, as as in my in my entire career, I'm usually the one that makes the first move. So I made the move and said to Gary, you know, we should really join forces. And it, it worked out fantastically. It exceeded all expectations. But, you know, we've been talking for a few years and just mm. around 2019 really started to put the pieces together. And then we're able to close on our transaction fourth quarter uh, for us. So December, I believe, 2019. Yeah. Uh, Gary, when Michael sort of made the move, um, how, how, you must have been so excited. No, he couldn't. He wouldn't give me the time of the day. Are you kidding me? I had to stalk him. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Well, that's classic I wish Brits, it was so isn't easy. it? <laughs> I, I wish it was so easy. Man, I had to pursue him for years. I actually remember he, he relented. <laughs> uh, I actually remember it very differently. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, as Mike said, you know, we had been talking for a while and we had so many, such a shared vision, so many sort of contacts in common. Uh, you know, everyone I spoke to was talking about him, uh, you know, and, and he was kind enough to just you know start helping out and introducing me to sort of influential people within his network. And I was the same. So that's how we kind of started, I think, very organic, very, you know, very much a case of him helping me out and, you know, myself trying to help him out as much as possible, mm. you know, with, with small things. And, and you know, we just managed to build uh, a, quite a good relationship. And I think it's so important with these things when you're collaborating with people, you know, to first of all, you know, work, you know, work with people that you that you like and respect, you know, that you have a shared vision with, but also that, you know, you can just reciprocate without any sort of strings attached. Yeah. And then let it just sort of naturally progress. And I think that's really what happened. So, you know, after, after a few sort of, you know, maybe even a couple of years of just sort of helping each other out, you know, Mike obviously then said, look, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's do this in a more formal way. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Let's talk business, you know, let's cut to the chase. Yeah. And then, yeah, then it all happened really quickly within like a two, two, three month period, you know, we, you know, got, got the lawyers involved, got the teams involved. And yeah, we, I think we were both very pleased to just get it going and um, get it closed. Um, yeah. You know, 
know, just before the um, end of 2019. So yeah, I think it was great, really great timing as well, because uh, obviously the landscapes really changed in, you know, coming into 2020. But, you know, I think we found sort of great strength in, in our respective teams to just sort of pivot and, and you know, focus on new challenges uh, but the yep. vision remains the same in fact we think that there is even more opportunity now that you know we feel that these things that we've been talking about for years are now going to get accelerated so yeah I think we both feel it's a really exciting time now yeah I think uh, well the general sort of consensus and what I heard of your sort of collaboration was everyone was like brilliant I think because lots of people want to I mean, the U, just Americans, the US, how you do events is sort of obviously on a bigger and larger scale and what we can obviously take from that. But also it's like all these prop techs globally sort of connecting. It can only sort of mean like, I guess, good things. For when you say sort of it's obviously accelerated during these times, what, what are the main things that's accelerated, I guess, the growth of this sort of sector and the event space particularly? Gary? Yeah, so I think that the the obvious one from the events perspective is that, you know, social distancing rules are there for obvious reasons for everyone's health and safety. So it just won't be possible to do events like how we all know and enjoy. Uh, you know, everything digital, um, mm. which is fine because, you know, there's a lot of advantages to that. You know, for example, you know, you can connect from anywhere in the world. It's obviously better for the planet. You know, you can you can have a lot more content. So, you know, that, that in itself is, has got a lot of advantages, but, you know, ultimately, you know, people are social uh, beings and, and we'll all need to connect and, and shake hands. And, we, you know, we all hope to be able to do that very soon. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, digital does offer some great alternatives, which will be focusing on the rest of 2020, making sure that, you know, we still keep people engaged. We, you know, we still uh, bring great content to our audience. And we still continue to sort of, you know, focus on our vision and our mission, which is to just help the industry adapt to, to changing times and, mm. and, and improve and come out bigger, better and stronger. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that, you know, we, we feel very strongly that digital is, is the digital channels will still offer, you know, a really good opportunity that way. Yeah. Michael, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah. I would just, I would just add to what Gary's saying, Louisa, that, you know, I think previously we were all really, really ecstatic about the number of startups that had um, emerged on the scene. At one time, I think we counted or collaborated with our friends at MIT and found that there were like 7,000 or something like that globally. Crazy. The amount of money that had come into the ecosystem was extraordinary just over the last couple of years. And our conferences, of course, you know, we were doubling in size every year in terms of attendance uh, and scale. The last one that we had done in Brooklyn, it went well over 2,000 people. That's a good event, days. Michael. I think that was Thank one of the best you. events yeah. I've been <laughs> Thank you for all your support. But I think those of us that, like you and Gary, of course, that were really immersed in the ecosystem knew that adoption was still lagging, even though all these great numbers, enthusiasm, what was and buzz was happening in the marketplace. So I think, you know, just the... the you know, moving into the pandemic now, what's really happened is one of the, the, the impacts has been on the real estate industry that they have to drive innovation with a greater sense of urgency. So I, I do feel that now 
in this horrific environment, I mean, it's, it's horrible on a, on a, you know, human scale on an economic scale, but in the real estate industry, they're really being forced now to give a much, much more serious look at innovation and technology because their buildings, their operations were not ready um, for this environment. Most companies weren't, but I think particularly real estate. So there's a whole host of technologies that now are really getting the sense of urgency to be adopted, whether it's um, building access or whether it's, uh, you know, the way that um, spaces are monitored in terms of usage and people flow. I mean, all the way through to how companies manage their own assets, portfolios, et cetera, et cetera. There's just such an emphasis now on adoption. So I, mm. I wish it were for different purposes, but we're seeing now more landlords, more brokerages, more asset managers come into the fold than ever before. So I think that's one of the things that we're going to look at and see that this was a, a historic time, for yep. mostly for bad reasons, but in, the, in our sector, I think it's going to accelerate adoption. Yeah. No, that's definitely the what I've sort of been hearing. Um, and it seems like things are sort of definitely picking up and feel like there was optimism going around. So people are, I think people are excited if we're just focusing on the business side over the next sort of like few months, you know, when people start resuming, going sort of back to work, whatever that sort of means. But like business seems to be picking up sales and certain like, you know, loads of sort of virtual realities and yeah, different sort of platforms. I've spoken to a business called sort of Onsite IQ, which is like Zooms for construction sites. And I think they've definitely seen sort of growth and uptake. And it's just really nice that pe- people finally seen an uptake, you know, when you're constantly sort of pitching to businesses and they're like, yeah, they never give you a full no when you're selling a product. And now people <laughs> say, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's take this pilot into something more serious. Would you say, so between... um. To the U.S. market and the U.K. market, uh, in terms of events, what, what's the main, what's the big difference that the public sort of cry out for? Like, Michael, why do people have you seen a difference of you know why why do people mostly go to your go to Cretech, you know, on and compare it to sort of you know why do the Brits go to Future Prop Tech? Are people there to sort of um, obviously learn about I guess new sort of information products in the market? Are people there to sort of connect people? What's the main driver b- behind people attending your events? Like what differentiates it? That's a great question, Louisa. I, I think on our end, what we've really, really tried to be uh, very disciplined about is curating great content. And if you're getting, if you're on a stage at Cretech, you really had to pass the muster to get on that stage. You really have to be somebody that's got great gravitas mm. and knowledge about the topics that we're talking about. And so you wouldn't see a lot of self-promotion or a lot of pitching. You would see mm. people that really were leading the way. So when you look at all the brands that were on stage, whether it's, you know, the Avalon Bay or, or Brookfield or Prologis or, Boston Properties, CBRE, the JLLs, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you had the highest echelon of, of the highest caliber professionals speaking. And I think, you know, and then we also learned, and, and Gary helped with this a lot, was to bifurcate the content side from the actual trade show side. And on the trade show side, you know, you had just wonderful, wonderful technologies and entrepreneurs that were on display that people were just buzzing around. So, mm. and then we worked really, really hard we used a um, an app called Brela, 
Which, I love Vela. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I, lo- <laughs> well, I think I, I filled it. So it's incredible. I think I, I set I out like twenty. Like whoever's listening, it was amazing. Like obviously, I run a Proctor recruitment firm, and I set up twenty meetings with early and late stage startups and the VCs of people that wanted to learn about spaces to connect to people, and it was incredible. At fifty yeah, minutes, everyone knows friend. what you're there for, and it was brilliant. Yeah. And that one, thank you, my friend. And that was the third component. So we had great content. You had great exhibitors. And then you had an ability for people just to meet and connect. And we had all these zones and we bifurcated all of those different areas. So over a couple of days, you know, the, what we wanted to make sure was when you showed up at one of our conferences, that there was an ROI for you, that you took away some kind of business that you wanted, either like you said, a connection or knowledge, or mm. if you were a, a, a startup, a technology company that was displaying your products and services, you got business. So mm. I think it was all of that, which is making sure the audience was the right audience based on what people wanted to get out of the conference. And we saw the same thing with Gary, exactly the same thing. And again, I learned a lot from just participating and uh, speaking at his and, and walking the floor. And, you know, it was the same kind of uh, DNA. Is, there, is it quite difficult to get the right balance between, say, when we get the startups, say, the VCs, the landlords, you know, the real estate guys? Is it really, how, how do you attract all of them to one event? It must be so difficult finding that sort well, of balance. You know, you're really, I mean, you're, you're an expert at this. So I don't, uh, you know, I'm not telling you something you don't know. But, you know, what we worked really, really hard on at uh, Cretech and, and, and also Future Prop, the same thing was building this community. So when the community, you know, years ago, it was, a, it was literally dozens of people. And then it got to about 10,000. And then it got to about 50,000. And now collectively, we're well over 100,000 mm. professionals. And you just take the time to talk to people and you help them. So, you know, if, you know, I'm connecting on a daily basis with the heads of innovation of a construction company or a big landlord or a brokerage firm. And the same thing on the startups and professionals like yourself. I mean, we want you want the law firms there. You want the uh, mm. investment bankers there. You want everybody from all walks of life. And one of the things that I've been doing really interesting for me is sort of now stepping outside of the real estate uh, world and into other sectors such as, yep. you know, big tech companies or fintech companies uh, that are now looking at our industry and wanting to come in. So it's, it's just a fascinating journey, but it's all about community building. What do you say, Gary? Absolutely. I mean, uh, as you rightly said, um, you know, it's, it's a really big ecosystem. You know, real estate in itself is just obviously what you know, the world's uh, largest asset class and you know we've we've kind of gone through the the cycle of you know um, technology and you know innovation being viewed as like a, a ticking box or like a nice to have thing on the side to now obviously where the whole world is changing and has to change very fast and you know we we all know technology is going to be a big part of that uh, so it's quite indispensable now uh, yeah. so yeah it's, it's been absolutely fascinating to see all this sort of different elements coming together you know, it's not just the VCs, you know, they need the startups, they need, you know, the recruiters and people that help them to get talent. They need the lawyers, they need, you know, all the traditional guys to be the end customers. So it's, it's like this really massive ecosystem which just really comes together uh, and, and obviously makes it what it is. Yeah. And okay, so for, I believe you guys have some sort of exciting news about a potential event or conference which will be coming to us. Gary, do you want to tell us a little bit about what, what you have planned for, for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So we are planning 
beginning of a very fast global virtual summit, um, which will take place on 27th to 30th July 2020. So it's over four days. And our global summit is titled Reimagining Real Estate. So uh, yeah, very excited to be doing that. It's, it's going to be uh, you know, a, a digital first experience. So we have invested into a, a really great platform that allows people to, to hear great keynotes and actually interact quite easily with other attendees. So, you know, it, it, will, it won't replicate a physical event, but it's, it's a very good digital first experience. You know, it's not just a, 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 uh, a collection of like, you know, Zoom presentations with all due respect to the Zoom platform. And, <laughs> you know, it doesn't always work well with a, you know, in a setting of, you know, 20,000 people, um, which is what the dedicated platform is built for. So yeah, we're really looking forward to that. The focus of the of the event over the four days is really content driven, and we think it's a great time to be really focusing on what reimagining real estate looks like. Yeah, um, not just from the perspective of you know going back to the office, but our entire lives have changed now. You know, we we all know that you know you can be as productive, if not more productive, working from home. So companies will have to work harder to you know, to justify why they want employees to come back to the workplace. That means, you know, they have to rethink how the office space looks and therefore what their leases look and therefore how investors value them. And all these, you know, this domino effects are going to happen. You know, we're all talking about going back to the work safely. So health and safety is now paramount to every single company in the world. And then on a, on a wider scale, it's all the cities and the communities we live in, you know, they need to be better connected um, and serve people and be more human centric than ever before. So that's what, you know, reimagining real estate looks like to us. So it's very high level. And yeah, we've got a great roster of speakers that we're, we're going to bring on board, you know, a lot of the CEOs of leading real estate companies. I'll let Michael add more, more to that, but that's, that's the quick overview. Um, I'm really excited. Sounds very exciting. Michael, take it away. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Well said, Gary. So, you know, I look at this as like, uh, you know, not, not by default are we doing a virtual conference. I think this is going to be part of our core offerings forever now because it, I'm so excited by it. When you go through the logistics of it, it's, it's just a different uh, structure for us also and for the speakers like it's it's just an easier format to program because people don't have to travel and some people you can get extraordinary speakers a little bit more easily because you know their schedule's not so crazy and just got to book time with them to virtually interview them so I think you're going to see from us just an extraordinary caliber of C-suite speakers from around the world over the four days. I'm mm. super, super, super excited by it. And I think to Gary's point, you know, we're, we're rebranding and we're launching, we've already launched it, but we're launching a, a new website, hopefully soon. That's all about reimagining real estate. So it's less about quote unquote prop tech and yeah. less about, you know, specific technologies as it is. Let's talk to the real estate industry at large about adopting innovation as a culture it's part of their company's dna it's mm. part of their philosophy of how they hire how they train how they educate and yes you're going to use a lot of tools along the way but let's just go higher and think bigger so reimagining real estate is all about like gary said 
it's everything. It's your core operations. It's your people that you hire. I mean, that's your world, Louisa. Yeah. And you're great at it to, to what your properties look like because they're going to have to be rethought going forward. So super, super excited by it. And I'm, I know that we're going to do it every year going forward. It'll be the largest global virtual conference ever held. And we're really, really excited. Well, it sounds like you guys have been extremely busy, which is which is good to hear. Uh, unfortunately, we're coming to the um, end of the show. But once again, congratulations on the acquisition. Thank I can't you. wait for the Global Virtual Summit as well in July. And um, before we go, how, how can our audience and listeners hear more about the summit and connect with you? Well, for me, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, my email is michael at creekhack.com. My team's going to kill me for making that out so available. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I do in, in, you know, enjoy conversations with people from around the world about this topic and I'm always willing want to learn more. So, but for me, it's michael at creektech.com and, you know, our website, creektech.com as well. And we'll be making some uh, announcements about the conferences and other exciting plans that are coming. Awesome. And what I will, what I can do for everyone, I will put all the links to the websites and also when we get the, the details of the Global Virtual Summit. And so you can subscribe to them. You can get involved in the four day event. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much, Michael and Gary, for coming on the hey, podcast. Hey, thank you so much. And listen, thank you for all your support of our companies, of our industry. You know, everywhere we go, we see you and your team. And you're, you're just a wonderful connector. You're a great resource. And you do really, really important work in the ecosystem. And we're just deeply appreciative of, of you and, and all that you and your colleagues do. Oh, that, mean, that means a lot. Yeah, that means, well, you know, love networking. Excited <laughs> about, I think it's really interesting the point you made about not calling it just prop tech. We sort of stray to built environment innovation, but you're completely right. It's about reimagining the world of real estate in the future. And there's so many components to it. It's not just about the technology. It's not just about the deep tech that's behind it. And that will make a very good idea for actually maybe our next podcast. <laughs> but thank you again. And uh, yeah, details to follow. Thank you, my friend. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us this week on the PropCast and a big thanks to our special guests. Make sure you visit our website, www.nmre.co.uk, where you can subscribe to our show or you'll find us on iTunes and Spotify where all good content is found. Whilst you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate if you could rate and review us on iTunes or if you simply just spread the word. Be sure to tune in next Tuesday and I'll catch you later. You're listening to a podcast company podcast. This was made by Podcast Syndicator, where we help you go from start to grow to making money with your podcast. Let us help you share your message and your voice with the world. Reach out now, Jason at podcastsyndicator.com or Brett at podcastsyndicator.com to find out more. Thank you for listening and do come back to hear nothing but the best podcasts.